Hey everyone, welcome back to Let Us Rest. Um, this is episode two. I'm going to be joined today by Katie Grable, aka Around the World in Katie Days. I just saw her pop on. I'm trying to get these intros to be a little bit more interesting rather than the first 30 seconds of me just being like, I don't know what's going on. Um, so as soon as Katie requests to join, we will get her in. I'm so excited to talk with her today. Thanks to everybody who is joining us live. I'm coming at you from a parking lot in Arkansas right now. Oh, there's Katie. Let's see. Come on in, Katie. <laughs> Hey Nadia, hey everyone. Hey Nelly. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. It's so good to see you. I know you too. <laughs> I, like get all set up. I have like the weirdest little like thing rigged right now with like a tripod and like this table out on my like deck and it's it's working, which I'm glad to see. Girl, I am in a van with all the doors closed to preserve the sound in 97 degree weather in a parking lot in Arkansas with my phone propped up on a computer and like a ring light kind of tilted over on the side. So oh, you got a ring light. That's fancy. We're just going to make it work. It's borrowed. It's not mine. I'm not that fancy. <laughs> I'm just like praying I don't knock my things over like and my phone just like goes flying right now. Hey, it'll be fine. you're good. We're going to make it work. We had a quacking duck right in the middle of last week's episode, which was very well received. So, I mean, it humanizes us. It's all good. Um, so I guess we'll just go ahead and get started. I'm going to just do a little bit of intro. So let us rest. This podcast is all about resting and rest practices and how we can use rest as a form of resistance and liberation. Um, the title I said in the, um, in the like trailer that I made, but just to reiterate, the title is like an invitation, kind of like let us pray, so like let us rest, I want us to rest together. And then also like a cry of resistance, like let us rest, please. Um, so that's where that comes from, that's what the podcast is about. Thanks for everybody who's joining live. Um, this is completely self-funded, this project, so if you'd like to help support, you can hit up my Venmo, which is gonna be linked my bio on Instagram. If you're on SoundCloud, it's also linked there. Um, but yeah, I try to pay all my guests. I also pay for transcription services. So that's what those funds will go to if you're interested in supporting that way. Um, my name is Laura Edmondson, just for anybody who doesn't know. Um, welcome to the Let Us Rest podcast and welcome to Katie. Katie, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm slowly working at being better at intros. I feel like I never know what to include. Um, but I'm Katie or Kate or Caitlin, um, or potato even like lots of different people call me different things. Um, as long as it's out of respect, I'm cool with it. Um, yeah, my name is Katie Grable Gonzalez. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm based in North Carolina on Eno and Okanichi lands currently colonially known as Durham, North Carolina. Um, and yeah, I am an intersectional activist. I work for a big green doing digital media, um, like mostly like social media and digital movement building, which is really cool. Um, it's a lot of emotional labor. It's super exhausting. Um, 
And I say intersectional activists because I work in the environmental movement, which has historically been white and white serving and just kind of um, focused on the frame of like saving the earth and saving the animals, but not incorporating a human lens to that and um, fighting for environmental justice for BIPOC communities who are being poisoned by the fossil fuel industry and stuff like that. Um, so my activism incorporates um, a bigger glance of that kind of like work in incorporating social justice and racial justice and economic and gender justice and everything. Um, I'm also an ambassador for Native Women's Wilderness. Um, and then I also am a beater um, over at um, Wichola Maid, which is like my like kind of like side hustle, but not super side hustle because I donate most of the money. Um, but that is like, I'll put, that'll probably come up later, but that's one of my big creative outlets and creative outlets are a form of rest for me. So um, yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Or, well, I guess I should also mention, <laughs> this is what I'm saying, like, I never know, like, what to say. But, no, keep it um, coming, keep yeah. it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm a multiracial individual um, who's been doing a lot of work in my life to reclaim and figure out what that looks like for me. Um, both my parents are mixed race, some of my grandparents are mixed race, too, so figuring out, like, what my identity is is a huge part of, like, my, like, um, work in life, um, but I'm mixed race, like, um, indigenous, um, as well as uh, Jewish and German and Filipino. So, yeah, that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, it's funny because every time that I am, like, talking about you, which is always like, oh, my God, did you see the earrings Katie posted? Or, oh, my God, Katie's so wonderful. Um, I always call you Katie Days. Like, I know your last name is Grable Gonzalez, but I never don't call you, like, Katie. Oh, which Katie? Katie Days. You know, Katie Days. Around the world in Katie Days. That's what I always call you. And I just feel like I should finally come clean and tell you that. <laughs> I actually really love that. And I, like, I've heard people refer to me as that. And I, like, really love that. Because I think it's so cute. Like, Katie Days. It is really I love cute. it. You can keep doing that. I love that. <laughs> well, good. Thank you for that blessing on your unofficial nickname. Um... Yes, so we are going to just go ahead and jump right in. Thank you. Um, you were talking about your intersectional environmentalism, and I saw your post yesterday about, um, about like you said, bringing the human lens to environmentalism, which is something that I really try to do as well, because there's all this talk about like saving the planet and like why, though. Like, yes, we want to respect the planet. We, we want to honor the planet by like keeping it safe and healthy, but what is the human element there, too? So I think, I don't know if we have personally talked about that, but it's definitely like a, a common value that we share. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's come up with us before. Yeah. Um, and you're also one of the people who has so kindly texted me to let you know, to let me know when you take a nap, which I get a lot of joy out of. <laughs> so I'm wondering, because you haven't texted me in a while, when is the last time that you took a nap? I took a nap today, and I didn't text you about it because I wanted to tell you about it here. Um, yeah, I took a nap today. I, um, I've just been like, I'm sure like so many people feeling this, but I've just been like really emotionally exhausted from existing in the world, and like I've been like waking up with headaches like every single day, and like I feel like I haven't been taking really good care of myself because I've been trying to take care of my community and like my work more than I have my own self so I've just been waking up with these like gnarly headaches every day this week and I woke up with one today and was just feeling super unmotivated so um I think around like one or two I was just like 
I'm just gonna go take a nap. <laughs> so I like uh, messaged my teammates, like my my colleagues, and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go take a nap. I have a really bad headache." So I like went and closed all the blinds, and I made my room like nice and cool and dark. And I put my like I have this like face mask that I put in the freezer, and I put it on my eyes to like, yeah, it's super nice. Um, so I put that on, and I just like took a nice nap, and I felt so good when I woke up. The headache was gone, and I was just like, oh, the power of naps restores. It felt so great. That is so beautiful and sounds so relaxing. I'm in this, like, hot, sweaty box right now, and, like, a cold face mask sounds beautiful. And I love that you napped today. I said it on the podcast last week, but napping is not the only way that we can rest or resist or whatever, but I just like to use that as, like, the opening question because I was so inspired by that ministry and their work on Instagram. Um, If you aren't familiar with them, definitely check them out. Katie, I'm sure you are, but anybody that's listening. um, And oh, one other thing before we move on, I wanted to share. If anybody has questions or um, just anything they want to share with us, use the question button on Instagram so that we can get to those at the end. Fingers crossed. All the technical difficulties are out of our way at this point. Um, So you're saying you nap today, which sounds so lovely. I love that for you. And you mentioned that you use your eye mask. Is that something that you normally incorporate when you nap? Yeah. So um, I only recently started doing this. Um, I'm, like, super sensitive to light when I'm trying to nap. So I definitely, like, need the blinds down and I need, like, a a dark room um, to help me, like, fully, like, get into that, like, really deep sleep. Um, But I, like, have been seeing this therapist and she's really wonderful. And she was teaching me just, like, these different like coping mechanisms um and ways to like basically like um calm my anxiety spikes and one of them she was telling me like a big um a big like really efficient way to do that is to use like cold like temperature to distract your body to basically like tell your lizard brain like slow down and like you know like just basically like stop like kind of slow down your heart rate slow down your like body processes and like biologically tell yourself like it's okay like and like just kind of like get your heart rate down and everything Mm -hmm. um it it works really well for some people and I um got this like weighted eye mask with like little um like I don't even know like iPads that you like put into the freezer and then um take them out and they're just like those cool beam kind of thingies Mm -hmm. and um yeah and you just like put the eye mask on and it's like got like a really comforting weight to it and then it's also like the cold directly on your face like it's just like super comforting and I've been using it to sleep and even just like when I'm like taking a bath or like laying down on the couch or if I have a headache um I found that like the cold sensation is super super calming in like a way that I haven't really like ever like realized I needed which is really cool yeah, that sounds, I mean, it sounds amazing. That makes a lot of, like, biological sense, too. So that's really cool. Yeah. I may have to try one of those out. Um, as far as, like, your relationship with risk, it sounds like you're kind of in the process of kind of defining how you want to um, maintain your rest practices, like you're adding new things in. What are some of your former rest practices, like, like early memories with rest? How did your relationship with rest start? Yeah, I feel like I've loved napping specifically since I was, like, a little kid. Like, um, I've been, like, a nanny and, like, a babysitter before, and I know that, like, little kids hate napping. 
Um, but I was always one of those little kids who really loved napping and was like, "It's am I ready for nap time yet? Like, is it nap time? Like, all I want to do is nap. Um, and there's actually, like, a baby photo of me that I really love um, of me as probably, like, a one-year-old, like, child. Um, and I, like, fell asleep in the hallway with, like, my butt up in the air, like, almost, like, mid-crawl with, like, my face on the carpet and my, like, butt up in the air. Um, and just, like, I just, like, love sleeping. And <laughs> um, I've just, like, always loved napping specifically. And, like, I love, like, the nice power naps that you take where it's, like, you fall asleep for, like, 10 or 15 minutes and it feels like you've been sleeping for hours. Like, I love those. Um, but I've also really, really, I think since I was little, um, I've always been like a really anxious person and have always like, um, carried a lot of stress and worry in my body since I was like a little kid. Um, and I think like a really big component of like the rest that I need every day, like even if I don't get a nap every day, is just like mental rest in the form of like distraction through like either like creativity or whatever. Um, so I've seen that evolve into my life in different ways. And, um, now like beating specifically is a big way that I get like mental rest. Um, it's like, it's like a good distraction for myself from like everything that's going on in the world. And like literally just thinking about like my hands moving and like the ritual of like stringing beads together and creating something that's like beautiful and colorful and like thinking through that process has become in its own way, like, almost more efficient for me resting than actual sleeping has, which is really interesting. That is, that is really interesting, because that's something that, um, if, for folks who might not have heard the episode last week, we had Monse, uh, Monse Alvarez Matewala, she was our guest last week, and she also mentioned that, that, like, working with her hands could also be a form of rest, so I think that that's also really important to acknowledge, because, especially for folks who, like, have a lot of anxiety or like just have a lot of high energy it can be hard to rest and just like stop doing anything so sometimes that like repetitive process or like just working with your hands especially if that's not what you do in other parts of your life that can be really like meditative and restful for some people so I think it's really interesting that you brought up your beating um (laughs) about your like sleeping in the sleeping with your butt in the air I can absolutely do that still to this day like if I sleep like with my arms under my chest I just something about that maybe it's because I used to sleep like that as a little kid it's just like very soothing and comforting I just like lay on my arms like this (laughs) I love that (laughs) so um you said that you loved naps growing up it sounds like you still love naps how would you say your relationship with rest has evolved as you've gotten older I think, um, yeah, I, like, think that as I've gotten older, I'm using rest more as a respite from, like, emotional distress. Um, like I mentioned before, like, my work is a lot of emotional labor, and it's really exhausting, and I have to, like, show up and bring, like, so much to my work every day and um it exhausts me in a way that I don't think I've ever really been exhausted um so now especially now like resting is something that has become like 
vital and life-giving in a way that it wasn't before. Like, I think I definitely feel this, like, need to make sure that I'm filling, like, my cup because I can't pour out of, like, an empty cup anymore. And, um, yeah, like, I thought it was really interesting. Like, I was talking on the phone with my parents the other day, and this past weekend, um, my partner and I went to the beach, and we, like, put a lot of effort into, like, making a completely safe trip to the beach, like, minimizing our contact with, like, people, like, getting a private, like, rental so we didn't have to come in contact with anybody. Um, But, yeah, we, like, went to the beach, and um, it was really stressful to plan. And But I just, like, knew that I needed, like, to sit at the beach and, like, not talk and not do anything and, like, not look at my phone and not work because it felt like since the pandemic started like I've just been working and I've just been like just on all the time and I've never been the type of person to just go and sit at the beach for three days and like do nothing like I'm always like oh I want to go surfing or I want to like do something on the beach like play frisbee or like fly a kite or like something like I don't just want to like sit at the beach and do nothing like but now it's like I need that in my life like I just crave rest in a way that like I never have before um and it's like absolutely vital to me yeah and it's just like I'm seeing this evolve out of just like the work that I have to do and like the way I have to show up for my community now um it's like forcing me to like make sure that I'm looking inwards at my life and taking care of myself because I don't feel like I've ever been very good about that before do you feel like so like you're you're experiencing these cravings for rest which I completely I get that I have been too I'm sure there are a lot of us who are in the activism space that are feeling the same way do you feel like you're able to allow yourself to give in to those cravings and if so like how are you other than like this wonderful beach trip which sounds really healing and restorative what are some other ways that you're giving into these um, cravings for rest yeah I think I think it's been, it's been hard for sure. Um, There's always this pushback of like, um, I I feel like I can't rest because I have so much to do. And like, I feel like torn between like being productive and like resting, which sucks because it's like, that's like capitalism, like right there. Like that's like the eternal war. It's like, do I be productive? Do I get all my things done? Do I like show up for work and be like the stellar employee who goes above and beyond, like at the expense of my emotional health? Or like, do I take time to rest to prioritize my rest? Um, and I feel like that's something I've really been struggling with in just like feeling like I can take the time that I need to adequately rest and like do it. Um, luckily, like at work, I have a manager who like is supportive and like makes me feel like I can take the time to rest and like can take the time to take care of myself but it's hard it's definitely hard and I see my mom struggling with this and like my family struggling with this and like my mom is like um she's first generation like American citizen and um you know like immigrant like family struggles like coming to the united states and like having to like grind to like make ends meet and like never being able to rest because you always have to be on you always have to like be making sure that you're providing and like building this life and um i see so much of that still reflected in my mom and the nature of the work that she does and she works from like 6 a.m to like 8 p.m every night and like 
it's just I see so much of this reflected in this feeling that she can't like rest and she can't take the time for herself like because she feels this sense of responsibility to the world and to the work that she does um and the way that she has to show up for that and yeah I just feel like this eternal struggle as well but I feel like I'm getting better at finding the balance of like what I need to provide for myself versus like what the world is going to give to me yeah I definitely I, I hear that for sure um yeah giving yourself permission because no one else is going to um, yeah exactly so what are I mean this is this is off script this is not in the <laughs> questions that I sent you um but what are some things that you tell yourself when you're struggling to allow yourself to rest hmm that's interesting. I like, I haven't really actually put any thought to this, but a lot of the times, like lately, especially I've been like telling myself rest is resistance. And like, you're pushing back against capitalism and colonialism when you take a nap and when you rest and when you do something for yourself, like that's like really big for me is like, that is like a huge motivator because if it's like, if I can take a nap and like call it like a middle finger to capitalism, like I'll do it like that instead of like instead of just saying like you know oh maybe you have a headache or you're tired it's like I feel like it's better motivation to me to be like yes screw capitalism go take that now (laughs) yes that's a huge that's a huge motivator for me and like I feel like that helps me like get the motivation to do it um but also I mean like um I feel like my partner has been really in tune with like how I've been struggling lately. And, you know, he's a cis white male. So he definitely like feels the way that like he moves through the world differently than I do, especially like in a time like this, but he's been really good about like helping me, like kind of like subtly nudging me towards prioritizing like my self care and my like rest. Um, and he's been like really good about like oh you know what this would be a great night for a bubble bath let me go like get that ready for you or like do you want to take a nap let me like I can put the I can put the shades down and like let me put your sound maker on or like something like that like he's been really super helpful about that um but yeah it's like the things that I have to tell myself to be able to rest it's like it's mostly like yeah capitalism crush it take a nap so we're talking about your current rest practices like during this time giving yourself permission to rest outside of like times of crisis like this what do you like what do you incorporate as part of your regular rest practices um so outside of times of crisis um I think my rest practices look a lot the same um like definitely lots of like naps um bubble baths like just like time to take like self-reflection um turning off my phone um I do feel like during this time like I haven't been able to unplug as much as I can like or have been in the past just because I feel like I have to be for work and for like just the state of the world be so plugged in and like always know what's happening um especially like the past month or so um so I feel like I haven't had that chance to really unplug like I really need um, and like I would during like a like normal like business as usual kind of life. Um, but yeah, I think my my rest practices have just like 
in theory like in an implementation have like stayed the same but it's just like the intention behind them has changed and like um I don't think I ever really looked at rest as something that was so important in my life until like this year um when just like the pandemic and just like everything that we're living through started happening um and I started feeling it so deeply like in my body and carrying that in my body and just feeling it physically um that I started realizing that like that rest for me needed to be so much more intentional than it ever was before yeah and that's like really how it's changed for me awesome thank you thank you for sharing that yeah I definitely um relate to that feeling of needed needing to stay connected especially after um you know the killing of George Floyd that's like popped up as a news alert on my phone and it's like well what if I miss the next one or what if something else big happens like a trauma response of that need to like stay plugged in um and I'm trying to disengage with that feeling um but it, it's definitely it's definitely hard, especially with all of the uprisings and things going on. And when you know people who are involved on the front lines or in other capacities, it's just like you feel that need to like constantly be connected. Um, so taking a break from my phone, which my phone is trying to take a break from me today, um, <laughs> is something that I definitely resonate with and need to need to work on personally. Um, what do you find yourself like using to guide your rest practices? Is it just like your intuition? Are there like cultural aspects that you include in your rest practices or things that you learned growing up? Um, I feel like, yeah, a lot of it is just like learned growing up. Like it's the things that I turned to when I was a kid and when I was like really anxious, um, like, of course like napping and of course like taking care of my actual body so like um like either like showering or like taking a bath or like washing my face or like putting lotion on for me like aromatherapy lotion like things like this like have always been things that I have used like to calm myself down or like to find like rest and like um respite in since I was a kid and then um now since I've been going through therapy, um, my therapist has helped me come up with like different rest practices that I can implement that look different, like the temperature and also like meditation, like meditation was never really something that I was super into, but now, um, I try to meditate like every single day after work because I feel like I need to like close my day and recenter and like find like a little bit of time to like mentally rest and just like focus in on like how I feel in my body, how I feel like in my emotions and say like, all right, time to close the chapter of working for the day and focus on like things that will bring me joy outside of work, like going for a walk with my dog or like making dinner with my partner and just kind of like finding that time to like recenter and focus like in on like other things that will like bring me joy. Um, And yeah, like my therapist has been super great just helping me find like ways in which like I can get more intentional rest um, that I need and like centering like my own joy, which has been really great. Um, But I feel like culturally I haven't been able to like tune into like any rest practices um, from anything like culturally. Um, And I feel like that is just... um, 
a result of me being so severed from my culture and like having to be on a journey to like reclaim it is like definitely something that like I, I'm pursuing every single day and trying to learn like what are my cultural practices around rest like what does rest look like for like my like different ancestors like my Panaya ancestors and for my Jewish ancestors and what did it look like for my like indigenous ancestors like what what how do we hold this in like a cultural regard is definitely something that I want to like reclaim more of and learn more of Mm, yeah I absolutely I absolutely relate to that like having lost those ancestral or cultural ties and like trying to refine those um I wonder if you consider your beating like a form of cultural rest practice like I know you said it's a rest practice for you but I wonder if that falls into that category for you or no yeah it definitely is for me and I I wonder if like I'm not super familiar if this is how like other people in my culture think about beating um I know that like in my culture beating is seen as like really sacred art Mm. and um and I think that that like part of like spirituality definitely um, incorporates into like mental rest and, um, you know, centering like in on yourself and, um, like your being for sure. But, um, for me, like, yeah, it definitely is like, it's, it's just beautiful, like to center in on like creating things. Um, and that for me has evolved. Like I, I used to be really into painting. Um, I'm not so much into painting nowadays, but, I used to find the same kind of like rest in painting and that I do now in beating. Um, but it's just like the act of like reclaiming and the act of like creating something to me is so beautiful. And it's especially like beautiful to me because it's like, to me, it's like an act of decolonization and resistance to be able to keep this craft alive that was so sacred and is so sacred to my people and to be able to like learn that and share that with the world and know that like one day if I have a kid like I will be able to teach them these same things is like really beautiful to me that is, that is really beautiful um I wonder just because you brought up like spirituality I wonder if we could talk a little bit more about your meditation practice because it's something that yeah. I've tried and I don't I'm unable to like get to a restful place when I meditate without a guide in my ear. <laughs> like I need a guided meditation. And I'm just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what meditation looks like for you. Yeah, I feel that like I, as someone who like a million things is going through my head at any given time, <laughs> it's, it's been hard for me to like learn how to like meditate. Um, but I started doing guided meditation with my therapist and my therapist is like absolutely amazing. Um, she just like her and I like instantly connected and she's just like this really amazing, like black woman who is like really like involved in like activism and like against like capitalist colonial systems. And it's like really cool because we've connected so well and like, I never would have imagined that I could have gone to therapy and been like, capitalism is giving me anxiety and her and have someone who's just like, yes, I see you. I feel you. That is completely valid. Like, yeah, capitalism is screwing up your body and like being able to like do something about that. Like, it's really wonderful. Um, 
but my therapist and I try to either like open or close with meditation during every session we have and she guides it and she I think like I've tried different meditation apps and stuff like that and it's just never as great as like doing a therapist with her because um she actually like knows like how to guide me through like what I need like saying like focus in on like your body like where are you feeling capitalism like where do you feel this in your body like where do you feel like colonialism in your body like how are you feeling it how is it presenting in your life which is really cool and I keep telling her that she should like um start like a podcast or upload them to SoundCloud or something um as like guided meditation for like BIPOC because I think that I think there's like a whole like there's a whole niche niche or however you say it in there for like that just because like I listen to like other like meditation apps and it's just like kind of like you know like be calm be relaxed like be this I'm like no like I I need my meditation with a side of like um (laughs) like where do you feel capitalism in your body kind of things um but yeah like it's been a process because even still like I find my mind wandering and I've had to learn that like that's okay like your mind is going to wander like you're going to like dream you're gonna like daydream you're going to think of other things but it's just for me the process of like sitting for five minutes at a time and closing my eyes and just like breathing and making sure that I'm breathing and I'm not doing anything else and I may be thinking about things but I'm like not looking at my phone or I'm not like working or I'm not like cleaning or doing other things it's really just like it's like a selfish time for me to sit and just think and breathe. Mm. And I think that's what's been most helpful for me. So I highly recommend it. Even if your mind wanders, like just sit and breathe. (laughs) Yeah. I really, I like that your therapist is incorporating, like, where do you feel capitalism? Like you're so right. She could absolutely, I would pay her to guide me through some meditation. There's a whole app that's just BIPOC um, folks doing guided meditations and like, things like that. I can't remember what the name of the app is. If anybody knows, feel free to throw it in the comments. Um, If I can think of it, I'll include it in the description. But yeah, it's like just an entire app because I was listening to Headspace, but then there's like this white guy talking in my ear when I'm trying to like decolonize and, you know, and that just doesn't jive for me. Um, So yeah, I downloaded this other app and to be honest, I haven't been great about meditating. It's I'm a little bit too anxious, I think, to meditate lately, but, um, that's really cool. If she ever does get on, if she ever does get on SoundCloud or anything, please let us know because I would love to hear her words. Yeah. I need to tell her that like, there's like a whole, like, there's a need for this for sure. I mean, if anybody else wants to set that up, that would be amazing too. Yeah. Maybe there's some, you know, untapped folks in the community who are primed and ready to provide these like decolonized guided meditations. I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. Um, so we kind of talked about how rest is resistance against capitalism, against settler colonialism. How, how would you say that we collectively as a community can incorporate rest as a form of liberation? So yes, it is resistance. How can we turn it into a form of liberation for ourselves and for each other? Yeah. I was thinking a lot about this um, 
because you sent a list of questions and this I think was the one that I had like the most trouble with like envisioning and thinking about and um I still am just like trying to wrap my head around like what that could look like and how like how it will look one day and um I just like over and over again like when I think about this I see like like the metaphor of like not being able to pour from an empty cup and um I see rest as such a collective thing in this like frame of mind of knowing that like like you and I are like doing so much work in our communities like against white supremacy against capitalism against colonialism and when we take care of ourselves like we're able to pour into like more people and like we're able to like do more like um uplifting of people in our communities and like encourage them to rest and to take care of themselves and to crush these systems that are bringing us down and like keeping us like in chains and i just see like this is just what i what keeps coming up for me is just like that when we rest it's like it's almost like a chain reaction of like i rest and then you encourage you rest and you encourage me to rest and then now we rest and we encourage other people to rest and it, it just becomes like this really big beautiful system that we build for each other um and that's like that's really like how I envision it I don't know if that's like the clearest way to say that but <laughs> yeah no I see that like uh, like spreading out from like a central point is like this idea of rest and if like like we're all upholding this system and if one of us says you know what I need to take a break then that allows the rest of the system to hopefully take a break as well. That's kind of yeah. what I'm taking away from what you said. Yeah. And I think it like, it just does more work to normalize it. Mm. Like I've been trying to be like open about like letting my coworkers know like, Hey, I'm just going to go take a nap. Like I'm not feeling it today. Like I'm going to go take a nap or something like that. And like, I feel like I'm seeing more of my coworkers to like being like willing to just be like hey I'm gonna like take an hour off to go take a nap like in the middle of the day and I think that that's like super important to just like normalize it and normalize just being like hey I'm just gonna take a self-care day like I'm just not feeling it today I'm not feeling like myself like I need to go take care of myself and like I just see so much pushback um in the world of like and I used to feel this at my old job like if I was like hey I need to take a day for myself or I need to take a day off like um, I always felt so much need to justify it and be like, oh, yeah, I'm sick. I need to go to the doctor. Never felt like I could just be like, yeah, I just need to rest. I'm just tired. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go to work. I just need to take a nap or something like that. And I just see, like, I just really want us to just normalize just being able to, like, rest as a community and, like, rest um, just in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, those are my thoughts. They're just kind of scattered everywhere. <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I hear all of that. I feel a lot of those same things, like those need to justify, like, oh, I've, I've just been doing so much this week. I really, I deserve a day off. But like living in this world as a black woman, as an indigenous woman is exhausting in and of itself. And like, I don't have to justify it by saying like, oh, I worked X number of hours today or this week or whatever. Like, just living and like the the feeling of anticipation of like what's the next news update going to be on my phone like just that level of anxiety can be exhausting and 
giving ourselves yeah. permission to rest and giving others permission to rest and like you said normalizing conversations and rest practices is going to be so important because what's the point of fighting for all of this change if we're too exhausted to really thrive once they actually happen yeah exactly it's like we're going to be so tired we won't be able to enjoy like our liberation exactly exactly so i came up with this last question while i was on a phone call earlier today um because someone on the call was like apologizing for something that they didn't need to apologize for and they were like don't do that stop like that's just a trained apology that's completely unnecessary so i thought of this idea of like things that we need to put to rest and like no longer incorporate in our lives anymore and i wonder if there's anything that you're currently trying to put to rest personally i'm trying to phase out some like um language that i shouldn't be using namely like crazy like that's crazy because that's ableist and like not acceptable and um so that's like something i'm trying to put to rest i don't know if there's anything that you want to share and i didn't again didn't preface you or didn't brief you on this question so if you don't have anything prepared this is just something i came up with today i have so much that i want to put to rest um like so much um I think my biggest thing is like imposter syndrome and like I want to put to rest like the way I like doubt myself and I want to put to rest the way I like look at myself in like a really critical way like in a critical lens like I think I'm like my hugest like critic and I see so many like perfectionist like ideals in myself that I hate because I know that that's like once again like that's colonialism that's capitalism and like the way that I look at myself and my work and like my worth through a perfectionist lens that like does me no justice and like doesn't serve me in like a way that I need and stifles my creativity and stifles like my genuine like self um I think that like I want to put that to rest and um, that's like my biggest thing. And then, yeah, like putting, putting to rest, like, um, my ignorance around like language and things that like matter and like putting to rest. Oh my gosh. There's just so much. <laughs> Here I was there's like, so I don't know much. if she's going to have an answer and you have so many beautiful answers. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, um, I was just thinking about this cause my birthday was last week and, um, I just turned 29 and I was like, I'm in my Saturn's return right now. Um, I don't know, like if y'all aren't familiar with that, I'm not like, I'm like a baby astro like person. So I don't, I don't know how to like explain this the best. Um, but it's basically like, um, Saturn's return is like a time where it's like, just like lots of really uncomfortable change is coming around. And, um, it's like showing you who you're meant to be and like, breaking down the systems that don't serve you in your life and I'm just feeling that so much in my life and um on my birthday last week I was thinking that like I'm just a completely unrecognizable person from who I was like a year ago when I was turning 28 and like in like the best way like I like love who I'm becoming and I love what I stand for and I love all of these like things about who I'm becoming, which is really great because I feel like um, the world I live in tries to like stifle that and like basically like teach me to be self-hating. And I think it does that for a lot of like black indigenous women of color, which is really, really shitty. But 
yeah, I just like, I keep thinking about this of like, what do I want to put to rest in this last year of my 20s? And how do I want to like be living and existing when I turn 30 next year? And it's like really exciting to think about that and think about like what I'm shedding and what I'm leaving behind during this like period of Saturn's return as I like end my 20s. And like, yeah, like time, time is a capitalist colonialist structure, but you know, like it helps us measure things. And I like hope that like I go into like my 30s as like, I'm like leaving these things behind, but it'll be a process. That I, I feel that. Oof. <laughs> deep. So I turned 30 in October last year. Um, and it's been the best year of my life. Like 29 was amazing. It was absolutely life changing. So much left behind that was no longer serving me. That was no longer serving my community. And just like stepping into my 30s, I feel like more me than I've ever been before. And it is just wonderful. So I love that you're on this journey. Uh, if there's any way that I can support you, please let me know because, yeah, just, like, becoming more yourself is just so beautiful, even just for yourself to watch. And, like, for, for other people to see, too, I'm sure. Like, I love seeing people step into their own. Um, but, yeah, it's a really beautiful process. So I'm so glad that, yeah. that that's something that you're doing really intentionally. Um, if anybody does have questions for Katie, now is the time. We got one um, from the story that I posted. Uh, Nadia at Flying Tortuga on Instagram <laughs> wants to know, how can I get my island as nice as yours on Animal Crossing? <laughs> well, my partner um, has volunteered to fix anybody else's like Animal Crossing island up if they want. Um, he did all the work on our Animal Crossing island and like made it this beautiful paradise. And um, I have to name also like Animal Crossing has been like, that has given me a lot of rest during like quarantine, like during the pandemic. Like I, um, I didn't know that I needed that game as much as I did like during this time of my life, but um, it was like a nice little like break from life and reality and like being able to go visit my friends on Animal Crossing. Like I was hanging out with like Bam who lives in Seattle and like Sarah who lives in the Bay Area. Like we were hanging out like every night visiting each other and like having like FaceTime dates and like it was really adorable. Um, but it was like an unexpe unexpected form of rest that like it was just super cute and like I'm super thankful for that game. <laughs> that is actually really funny because I um I got my partner a Nintendo Switch for his birthday and he's been playing That's Animal so awesome. Yeah, he's been playing Animal Crossing a lot too right before like all the uprising started. Um because of quarantine, you know, like you were saying, it's a good it's a good way to like rest and kind of check out from the reality like the harsher realities of the world. Um and so I was like, I'm not really into video games, but like, I want to share this interest or whatever. So I got Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. It's the iPhone or the like cell phone version of the game. And it's not as like in depth, but I do get that sense of like, I can create this own, my own world, my own little oasis where nothing bad happens. And like, I can use it as a respite from the real world. So if anybody plays Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and wants to connect, let's do it. But I did realize the other day, I was like, I haven't opened this app in over a month. Like this thing that I used to do when I wanted to like check out and like just kind of zone out. 
I haven't opened it in like a month, so I need to maybe I need to incorporate that as part of my rest practices. Yeah, <laughs> Again. I haven't played Animal Crossing in like the past month either. Like since the uprising started, mm-hmm. I feel like the past month has just flown because it's been so. I don't even like I've just been like so distracted by everything that's happening and like trying to pour into like that and yeah like I feel like I've let a lot of my like self-care and like restful practices go during that time yeah and I mean like I'll, I'll speak for myself just saying that like playing a game is rest sounds kind of frivolous and silly but then when I think about it I'm like we aren't really allowed frivolous and silly things so incorporating something frivolous and silly i'm here for it anybody else that's listening please do oh i think we got another question oh it's the same one from from nadia (laughs) also i just want to say i noticed earlier that we're both both of us are wearing like traditional like pieces from our culture and they're like the same colors almost like same color scheme and it like I just think that's really beautiful. Like, it's just super, like, symbolic and really, really, like, amazing. Yeah. This is part of my coming back into myself journeys, like, reincorporating some ancestral prints, which I know you and I have talked with, talked about offline. Um, but, yeah, I love that you, you wore yours as well today. Yeah. I love this. Um, it still smells like Mexico, so mm. whenever I, like wrap myself in it it's super comforting and it's like really hot outside today and I'm like wrapped up in this like scarf (laughs) right now just because like it this is like another form of like love to me is like this like textile and like the smell and the colors and like I can't be in Mexico right now obviously because of like the pandemic um but I've just been like super homesick for it lately and like this is like providing me with like a sense of like home and a sense of like love and a sense of self that like I just really need right now. Mm. Yeah, I think connection is a huge part of of letting ourselves rest especially when so much of our exhaustion stems from disconnection. So like finding yeah. those little pieces of connection are really important. Um sure. yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Um Okay, any final thoughts before we wrap things up? I don't think so, but I just hope everybody takes a nap today or tomorrow or this weekend. Yeah, everybody take a nap. (laughs) Any projects you're working on or any events you have coming up you want to plug, like virtual events? Um, nope. None that I, nothing in the works. Okay, well make sure, what'd you say? I'm just kind of laying low. Good. Good for you. Get that rest in, girl. Um, yeah. Make sure if you're not already following Katie, you do Around the World in Katie Days. Katie Days is not her name, but that's what I call her. <laughs> if you you're welcome beginning... to call me Katie Days. That's fine. <laughs> yes. Follow I Katie Days. I that. It's terrible. <laughs> um, thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast. I just want to look up who's going to be on next week. It is Dominique. The Dom is going to be on next week. So make sure to tune in next week to check out Dom. Katie's episode is going to be live on SoundCloud at some point when I edit the audio because there's going to be a lot to edit after the fiasco today. 
Today's episode was brought to you by the two Topo Chico bottles currently holding up and cooling down my phone. If you would like to help sponsor the podcast because this is completely self-funded, you can check out the link in my bio to find my Venmo, PayPal, um, and Patreon. All my guests are paid and all of the podcasts are transcribed. Um, So all of your funding goes there. We'll be live again, hopefully with slightly fewer technical difficulties next Thursday on my Instagram. You can also find us over at Let Us Rest Podcast on Instagram and SoundCloud. I think that's all of my updates. Katie, thank you again so, so much. It was beautiful chatting with you. Thank you everyone who listened and bared with me through all the technical difficulties. I hope you all have a beautiful week and then you get some rest and I'll see you next time.